Hi, welcome back to the Casual Heresy Podcast. Life Cheers here with uh, Michael. Today we're going to be talking about some casual topics here. We should open up in a prayer first. So we're not too heretical. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, just ask that you give us the strength and the knowledge to have joy in this conversation and to pursue you and give you all the glory of goodness and hardships in our life. And we ask this all in your name and at the intercession of our mother, as we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome back! Hello, everyone. I hope you have been good this week. Um, Behavior-wise. Behavior-wise. And every other aspect of being good. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> We're first going to talk about is how to talk to people without using your phone. Well, Michael, mm. we aren't really using a phone to talk right now. True. I mean, we are wearing headsets and connected to a computer, so it feels kind of similar, but... But there is a clear difference at the same time. Yeah. Like I think the, the, the point, the soul, the heart of this being genuine, right? Well, you know who asked this question? Who? Father. Father Zach? <laughs> oh, the pressure is on. Um, talking to someone without using your phone. That seems like radical nowadays. Yeah. How do I, how do I speak simply to... We have one companion in the room with us right now, and he is actively on his phone as we're discussing this. So it kind of proves the point. <laughs> yeah, gives us a point, winks at us. <laughs> it's, it's like such a part of our culture right now. It really is. How do you communicate with each other without using your phone? I mean, then again, how do you, right? Like, I'm texting people, calling people. How else can I communicate, Mike? Right. And like the few times I've tried, it's so awkward. They're like, why are you talking to me? And I'm like, because. <laughs> yeah, so we're both technically Gen Z, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And our generation literally doesn't know how to mm-hmm. talk face to face. Like we could do a social experiment where we're like we have a group conversation going. One of us just take out our phones. We should we should like we should start a conversation, and then both of us just take out our phones and see how long it takes before everyone is on their phones and nobody's talking to each other. I bet it would take under five minutes. Probably. Because yeah. there's something like when you see someone else on your phone, you want to just. It's comforting. Comforting. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's, it's an addiction, mm-hmm. is what it is. This, does it say just without using your phone? Yeah, how to talk to people without using your phone. Okay, I think, I don't like phone calls, but I think they're better than texting or social media. I agree. Because you can still picture the person, like, mm-hmm. hear their voice. Yeah, Aww. but see, there's something about that that's also kind of unnatural. Like, I'm talking to a disembodied voice, and I have a little box in my hand. That's true, but... And see, we live, we're in the coronavirus pandemic right now. Everything is virtual. Everything is a, is a web chat. Except our conversation right now, we're looking at each other straight we're in the eyes. Straight at each other. Breathing the same air as each other. It's very hygienic. Very COVID friendly. Mm-hmm. I think as, as a society, we really need to work on just kind of getting rid of our phones. I think the world will be better off without cell phones. 
Yeah, to an extent. Like, it all depends on what you're trying to do. Like, reaching people-wise, like, social media is great. I say we bring back the passenger pigeon. <laughs> well, sooner or later, pigeons are going to be extinct, so... Mm. Passenger pigeon already is extinct. It's not really a viable option. It's true. A letter is more genuine, like... Do you write letters? I have in the in past, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, currently I don't have any, like... I'm sure I have some good friends that I could, but, like, I'm not in a, mm-hmm. a significant relationship where I'm mm-hmm. discerning marriage right now, so... <laughs> I, I don't have any of those letters now. Yeah. I have in the past, though. Yeah. I write letters to my siblings, mostly because they're, like, you know, 200 miles away, so often it works out better to write a letter than to try to, like, video call them. What would people in Jesus' time do? They would probably walk to them. They just so walk. You should walk. You should just go walk. You hear that, guys? I'm coming for you. I'm just going to walk. When you start listening to this podcast, you'll already be halfway there. So just get ready. Yeah. <laughs> I had a thought and I just lost it. Well, I oh. stole it. Here's it back. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so we have the new evangelization, right? The point of that is to like reach people in modern, in modern times mm-hmm. using modern technology. And that's a very good thing. It's an awesome thing. I don't claim to understand it because it's JP2. It's its own, own whole ball of wax. But would you not agree that we were better off without all of this? It's hard to say. I mean, yes, but no. Because, I mean, God allowed this for a reason. There is good in this, even though we wanted to say it's all bad. It's so buried in, like, negativity and just, like, the brokenness of our society that... There's not really much of the good that you can see, even though at the root of it is good. I'll agree with that. So, so what are some practicals for having a, like a real, genuine conversation with someone about using your phone? That just instantly made me try to think of like Jason Everett. Like, what, what would he say? What would Jason Everett say? We should make bracelets. <laughs> what would Jason what? W-W-J-E-S. <laughs> <laughs> I think having a good conversation is like a lost art in our world today. Like people that like walk by and has, oh, let me just not have a stroke and we can this <laughs> out. When I walk past people, sometimes they're like, oh, hey, how are you doing? But they keep walking. So yeah. why would you ask me how I'm doing if you don't want to listen? Right. Like the convention is like you say, oh, I'm fine. How are you? But then you don't even have time. They're already half a block away. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, thanks for asking. <laughs> Do you really want to know how somebody's doing or are you just like asking it so it's like not weird for you to make eye contact and walk past each other? Mm-hmm. Like I say hello to people and they're like looking the opposite direction and they're like, oh, hello. Or they just like look at me, stare at me, but don't say anything. I think a, I think a big thing for me that I struggle with is like you have to be intentional about asking about the other person. Like if you're having a conversation with someone, you can't be like, oh, yeah, I had a crappy day. I My back hurts. I... I have five cavities. I need to go to the dentist. Yeah, have the conversation not be about you. Have it be about them. Like having them talk, and then I think that's something I need. I struggle with. I need to work on. I could talk about myself all the time, but it's just so much of an ego, or and like I just need to be humble. And the other thing is, you can't just like okay. I need to ask about the other person. You need to mean it, too. Like, yeah. you can't just be like, oh, yeah, how was your day? And then while they're telling you about their day, they're, you're, like, sitting there like, I can't wait for them to be done talking so I can tell them about my day because that's just... That's how it works. That's how, <laughs> that's how we've, like, been formed. Uh-huh. And I think the other thing, like, the, the cell phones are, like, a result of the culture of instant gratification, you know? Yeah. 
really has. If you look at your phone just to see if you have notifications, mm -hmm. what's so important to that compared to the people you're around right now? Mm -hmm. And half the time I check my phone just to like see what time it is. And because of the way phones work, you get sucked into it and suddenly you're playing, um, I don't know, what are, what are the kids playing these days? Um, Among Us? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's basically a card game. Exactly. Game. It's basically a, like a, a mafia or werewolf yeah, or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like it's they made it a video game. game. Uh, kids these days. I lost my thought. Now, could you give me a pack at some point? Here you go. Thanks. Yeah, phone. Like, sometimes I'm on my phone. So I go on Instagram or something for a specific reason or Facebook, like, to do something or to save something, something. And then I'm on there and see stuff, and then I'm scrolling for, like, 10, 15 minutes, and I'm like, wait, I was on here for a reason, but now I can't remember. So then mm -hmm. I just log off, and then five minutes later, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what I was on there for. And then I go on and hopefully get it that time before losing track of what I was doing for the purpose I was on there for. But yeah, you can just get lost and... So I would challenge anyone who's listening to like, just leave their phone at home. Leave your phone like in your room. Like you're, you're going to class. Yeah. Why do you need it? Exactly. Just just leave it at home. Go to class. Go do whatever you do for fun. And challenge you not to think about it either. Because like, yeah. oftentimes you can think about it. It's like such an attachment. Mm -hmm. It's a part of me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lose my Snapchat streaks. <laughs> so tell me one Snapchat... Snapchat streaks worth something, as far as I know, right? Exactly. The world hasn't come to that yet. Mm -hmm. Like, if you have a streak of over, like, a million at some point, would you, like, win, even though that won't be possible, but a couple thousand, mm -hmm. then what, do you win some cookies? No. You should, though. You should bake yourself some cookies. If you have... No, you shouldn't. You should go to confession. <laughs> you've, you've dedicated so much of your life sending random pictures to someone else in inauthentic friendship. Yeah, just the, the core of Snapchat is just bad. Mm -hmm. Just mm -hmm. quick pictures and mm -hmm. it's just, it's not appropriate at all for any relationship, good relationship or bad. If it's good, you got to see each other in person, make it as personable as possible. Yeah, and I guess that's why like the phones, the technology itself is not a bad thing because you can send someone a text and be like, hey, you want to hang out? Then it's a good thing. Hang out if it's a friend, but if it's more than a friend that you're asking on a date, ask them out on a date. Make it Actually clear. Actually ask them on a date. And do that in person. We're, we're two men here, and I've been reading Jason Everett. You, please. W-W-J-E-S-D? <laughs> what? Is it what would, what would Jason Everett do, or what would Jason Everett say? Both, I guess, because he probably s does what he says. But he hasn't in the past. Jason Everett would do the hokey pokey, if we're, if we're being honest. Turn it all around? Mm -hmm. That's what it's all true. about. That is fact. Sorry, what were you going to say? Uh, that asking a woman out face to face, like he did a survey and that's an issue that they have. They're more likely to say yes to a guy that asks them in person, even though they're not necessarily interested. They're still more likely to say yes than a text if they like the guy. They're more likely to say no, even though if they like the guy, just because of how he asked. The easier it is for you to ask, the easier it is for the woman to say no. If you're in person and you're asking them, I mean, don't ask in front of like a thousand people on <laughs> camera or something like that. That's just a little ridic ridiculous, but. Because it all, that would also eliminate what I was going to say, which is like, what have you got to lose? You're not already in a relationship with this woman. 
If she yeah. says no, it's no loss to you. If she says yes, it's only then it's, it's intentional. Mm-hmm. It's good. So, And for her sake, you should want the burden of rejection over her having the burden of rejection. Yeah, true. So men, ask the woman. I think somewhere Jason talks about how... You're on first name basis now? <laughs> yeah, how Mr. Uh, yeah. Jason Everett <laughs> talks about you should ask her out the first date the same way you would ask her to like marry you basically so what you're gonna text her say yo you want to get married like you're not gonna get engaged with somebody in a good relationship by doing that i'm sure it's happened <laughs> it's oh, everything's happened well, yeah though, that's for being honest you have to make it intentional and make it as special to her as possible mm-hmm. if she means enough to you then you should be willing to have a chance of rejection that'll hurt you because she means that much to you. Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't, if you'd rather text, you're not the right guy. You, you, need, a, yeah. you need to stop being a boy and you need to, you need to be a become man. a man. Yeah. Be a man. For all the women out there, don't settle. For, don't settle for a boy. There's too many of them out there. Getting the finger from Kev, who's in the room with us, um, pointing at me as a boy. Not sure how that is or what that means, but he also pointed at Michael. So Well, I think, I think what Kev is trying to say Everyone's called to have a certain childlike aspect around them. I think he agrees with that. So We're called to be childlike. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing, yeah. But yes, for all the men out there... Just for saying, boys. It, actually, yes, all the boys. All the boys out there, I'm going to recommend a YouTube video that you should watch. It's a talk given by Dr. Jonathan Rays at the SEEK, Focus Conference SEEK 2019, was it? Yeah. Um, it's a very excellent talk. A men's session talk. You should listen to it. It's kind of long. It's about half an hour long, but it's worth every minute. You will not regret it. This is true. So the next topic we're going to move on to, that was talking about how to like interact without using our phones, and that sort of went way <laughs> out there, but that's good. That's good. I think it went a good direction, though. Yeah. Uh, receiving the Eucharist, which is Christ. Body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. our Lord. Receiving him on the hand versus on the tongue. I wonder if there's a copy of the Code of Canon Law in this room. It doesn't look like it. That's a bummer. Okay, here's the thing, is I know formally, officially, one is not better than the other. But for me personally, I receive on the tongue, unless I'm like extremely ill. Um, because- If you're extremely ill, you might just wanna go home. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I don't wanna put the priest's health at risk. Like if I'm not feeling well, I'm well enough to go to mass, obviously not during Corona. During Corona, if you're not feeling well, just watch mass at home on the live stream. Don't watch. Participate. 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 Pray the mass. I usually receive on the tongue, because for me it's a matter of, of reverence. Okay, this is the Lord of the universe, right? He created everything we can know. He created the fact that we can know. He created knowing things. Yeah. He became a man, died for our sins, and now he has changed the substance of this bread and wine into himself. And he's doing that so that we can consume him and he can be inside of us. And that's, for him, that should be demeaning enough that I'm not like, you know what? I'm just gonna grab him in my hand and like move him around a little bit in my hands for like, you know, the most germy part of your body that's like- <laughs> and sweaty during that. Right, exactly, <laughs> like my gross hands. It's like, come here, Jesus. <laughs> it's like, it's bad enough that he's entering into me you know, like the state of my soul, he has to like sit in the palm of my hand too. That's just a me thing. I mean, at like, least as long as you're not in grave sin, mortal sin, right? Because then you then, then you shouldn't be receiving the Eucharist at all. <laughs> but um, like, I don't judge people who receive on the hand as long as they do it reverently. If they don't do it reverently, then I'm like, 
Don't just, judge still. Let Jesus be the judge. Let Jesus, I'm not judging. <laughs> I'm not judging. I just, I request reverence from people who yeah. receive the Eucharist. Because it is possible to receive on the hand. It just, I don't know, it's hard for me to see that too. Yeah. Because did you grow up receiving on the tongue? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I grew up receiving on the hand. I think I started last year a little bit. Yeah, I think last semester I started receiving on the tongue because I'm like, there is something about it that like, like that is Jesus and my hands aren't special. Mm-hmm. So like a priest's hands, they're ordained. So, but I always, I don't know, I question it if it's just somebody that's not the priest, like giving out communion, then I'm like, hmm, what do I do? Like, I shouldn't change because Jesus doesn't change. Like, he's exactly. still him. Jesus is still Jesus. Yeah. No matter who you're receiving the Eucharist from, yeah. it's still Jesus. But, exactly. But as long as you still have to receive him right Mm-hmm. That's the that's the trick. Yeah, so I used to always stand up, walk forward with my hands mm-hmm. together and receive on the hand. But now I just receive on the tongue. I kneel and receive on the tongue. I think because that's the, as reverent as you can get, I, I feel like. Jesus' um, unlimited cosmic godly power, right? And he has chosen to appear as bread and wine to us. It's bad enough that in the new study, like, two-thirds of Catholics don't believe that. They think it's just a symbol. That's... That's a heresy. That's heresy. That's, <laughs> that's like, not casual. That's, that's not casual. formal heresy. There was one time my dad was in the hospital, and I went to Mass, and I asked the priest, hey, can I bring the Eucharist? Can you bring... I asked him, can you bring the Eucharist to my dad? The sick and the homebound. Yeah. yeah. And he's, he said, you can just do it. <laughs> I said... Excuse me? <laughs> That's <laughs> so a big said, responsibility. So he said he got, the, got a pixed, put Jesus in the pixed, gave me a little ha- pamphlet on how to do a communion ceremony, and said, now take this to your dad in the hospital and bring the pics back. And I said, where do I put him while I'm driving? Yeah. And Father said, just just stick him in your pocket. That just sounds bad. <laughs> what? Because there's so many of like people trying to steal Jesus and like doing something with him, the host. Exactly. And it just starts bleeding in their pocket because they don't have one. Like they are trying to do something bad with him. So then he just lets out this miracle. On multiple occasions, this has happened. So yeah, that's a. It was just the most nerve wracking. It was like a five minute drive. It was the most nerve wracking five minutes of my life. And I was like, Jesus is in my pocket. <laughs> it was weird because it was it was oddly peaceful mm-hmm. but at the same time it was not do 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 all right we're back <laughs> from our break <laughs> um so we're talking about eucharist hand versus tongue yeah i almost just picked up my phone out of course habit so bad that's just I'm hardcore judging you right now for doing that. <laughs> I'm in the room. I'll be... How dare you be... You're allowed to judge me for using my phone, but I'm not allowed to judge people for irreverently receiving the <laughs> I'm not heretical. Just a little. Just casually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next topic is boycotting big corporations that make poor moral decisions or support immoral things. Who did this one? Was this your sister? This is my sister. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> Planned Parenthood. <clears throat> Sorry, I didn't make that clear enough. Uh, so yeah, I think for me, this isn't a question of if, this is a question of when. Because like clearly there are some corporations that support and make bad enough moral decisions and support immoral enough things that you don't support them. Mm-hmm. I think uh, Netflix and their, and their new show, Cuties, is like a prime movie. example of movie. that. It's a movie. 
As far as I know, yeah. Um, that's I'm, I was about to say good, but I can't actually say good. <laughs> I thought it was a whole TV series. No, I think it's just a movie. If it was a TV series, that almost be better if it was just a season or no. no oh, do they go by seasons or episodes? Is it seasons. Episodes? Okay, then that's bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's good. It's a movie. It's not good. It exists. Yeah, it's good to know that not to support Netflix anymore. I mean, I never mm-hmm. really did, but I haven't watched anything for like three years now, <laughs> except for the social dilemma with group that we watched it with. So I yeah. don't support. I know for me, it's it's like clearly there are some cases where you can't financially support. Yeah, like Netflix supports pedophilia, or do, they don't directly not support it. Yeah, exactly. So like Which they is, just, they avoid the question. I think that's called informal collaboration. <laughs> there you go. Question is, where do you draw that line? Give me a tight example. example. Yeah. The Green Bay Packers. And the Green Bay Packers just donated a boatload of money to Planned Parenthood. So do we have to boycott the Packers? Doesn't like the community own the Packers, so that means the community is supporting it? Mm, they own the company, but I don't think that means they necessarily make the financial decisions in the day to day, you know? Yeah. That'd be more of yeah. Hmm. So that's like, very unfortunate. Is there a big one in Green Bay area? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't think... I'm pretty sure there's only one Planned Parenthood that's operating at full capacity in the entire diocese of Green Bay. Yeah. That's like, we have... There is a clinic in this city, which will shall remain nameless for the purposes of the podcast, but in the city we are in, i myself. This town. But it does not provide abortions. They probably provide other things. As far as we know. As far as we know. They probably provide other things that are not good moral either. Like them sending people to abortion clinics. Where would I draw the line is what you're asking? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I say if you're supporting something with that. I could take this to a whole other level, but I don't think we want to do that. Go for it. Black Lives Matter movement. I don't support BLM at all. They don't support the unborn children. They they support Planned Parenthood. It does not make sense. And Planned Parenthood supports BLM, even though they both should be supporting... Well, Planned Parenthood doesn't support life, because clearly. BLM, for what they make themselves sound to be, is supporting all black lives, even though the most amount of black lives are lost before they are born, even though they're living in the womb. So they're just hypocrites. I don't support a hypocritical organization that doesn't support or defend millions of lives lost and the majority of them being what they're defending, which is their race, if you want to say, even though I don't like saying race because it's a structured thing that's not actually real. Mm -hmm. BLM is unsupportable. To me, being a Catholic, you can't support it. Yeah, because like as far as the Catholic Church is concerned, there's one race, the human race. Yeah. It is supposed to be the body of mystical body of Christ. Mm-hmm. We're all God's children, regardless of our hair color, skin color, eyes, how big our nose is, how big our ears are, how loud our mouth is. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. We're all beloved sons or daughters of Christ. Mm-hmm. It makes no difference. And for like tens of millions to be lost where they are born because people are selfish, it's very unfortunate. Just within our country. Yeah, exactly. it's tens of millions, hundred million, just within our country. Mm-hmm. That's that's ridiculous. People support Black Lives Matter because they care about the lives of African Americans. But they, and I'm like, that's not all you're supporting. 
when yeah. you say you support that organization? Like that Blackout Tuesday thing or whatever, when everybody was posting just a blank black screen and like showing that they support it. I'm like, you don't even know what you're supporting. You definitely haven't done your research because like some of the people, I'm like, I know you and I don't think you'd be supporting this if you... Yeah, because like if the BLM supports Planned Parenthood. Then you're supporting BLM, so you're supporting abortions. But then do we have to boycott the Packers? I would say, yeah. Yeah. I would absolutely say, even though... But what does boycotting mean? What would you say boycotting means? I would say the the Packers gain no financial benefit from you watching their games on TV. That would be nice, yeah. Like, I don't actively watch most games. I used to be a big Packers fan, but, like, I don't actively watch them anymore. Same. I'm just not a... But I still check the scores. Like, I still would prefer that they win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... Yeah. I get less and less into sports each year. I used to be super big into baseball and football, but not really anymore. Each year, it's less and less. Because I realize, like, each year, they're more into themselves about making money than the lives of others. Mm-hmm. They're not in the business of saving lives. They're in the business of making money, materialism, and... Expanding their power of economical and social power, just like the power of what they say. If they say something, people are going to listen to that. Mm-hmm. It's very unfortunate. Yeah. So that's why we have, there's so many, like as Catholics, we have to be careful because there's so many organizations that's just like pro choice or. The trick that is trying to find Catholic organizations that are. Exactly. Because, like, I don't, I don't research all of these things. I probably should, mm-hmm. but I don't. That's on me. Cell phone carriers? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what that. I don't know what my cell phone carrier supports. I, don't I know guarantee what, you all of them support something that... that is it contrary to church teaching? Yeah, probably. Like So maybe we should get rid of our cell phones. Or at least the data calling plan or whatever, the service. That's right. And we could just have our phone as some, like, device. A glorified iPad, iPod. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Back to the good old days. Let's go. <laughs> Where it has no use except for playing games, basically being on the internet. When people talk about what does religion, religious organizations have to say about like women's health care and what they do to their bodies, and I saw Catholic answers answered to somebody replied straight up, "Religion invented health care," <laughs> which is so true. Mm-hmm. Like because of the church, there's so many hospitals and good health care. Mm-hmm. They care about people's bodies. Mm-hmm. Thank you, St. Anthony, for the missing thought. Mm-hmm. We prayed to St. Anthony to find Spencer's missing thought. So. Well, glory be to the Father, to the Son, to the, the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, beginning is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. What should, we, what should we pray for in our closing prayer? I mean, we could ask our audience, but there's no active listeners. <laughs> <laughs> so disappointing. How about we pray for... Um, conversion of souls, the conversion of our society. Pray for the conversion of these individuals at these corporations that make the decision to support immoral things. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we we offer up to you tonight um, all of the souls of the individuals at these corporations that we've been talking about. We ask for their conversion. We ask for the conversion of sinners. Lord, we ask you to stay with our listeners, to bless them. Um, And we offer all of these and all our attentions, even those we hold silently in our heart, using the words that you taught us to pray, 
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Blessed Carlo Acutis, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So, thank you for listening, if you made it all the way through. This has been the Casual Heresy Podcast with Michael and Spencer. Please submit more topics in the comments on the YouTube video, or direct message them to Life Cheers. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, anything. Give us a like on YouTube and SoundCloud. Comment your thoughts and more ideas. Always looking for anything, even video ideas for YouTube. Mm -hmm. Keep us in your prayers. We're keeping you in ours. Peace out. God bless.